and shake it, wake it up. There's a mind of its own. Ah, here we are. Okay. Five. Okay. Thank you. Okay, the copy you have in front of you for the Milton Elio we began last week, and per the first segment of this year just now, we're talking about trying to get the message from the people supposed to be making decisions, the Gedele Yisrael, and to put it, realize they're on top of the mountain and they have the information. What we mentioned last time is that, which is page one, the introduction of Desla, who's writing this as a letter originally, to a friend who, based on the various different types of uh, tumults and difficult things going on during the war, the end of the war, Kamasa Medina. So he felt it was important to write an entire piece on the central importance of following Das Terra and my Lusha, not his, obviously. As we explained last week, that doesn't mean, as the uh, guy would say, papal and fallacy. It means that uh, the system is all you mean small, that you have to assume the fallback position is that they know more and they have Siat Deshmaya and you're probably missing information even when it's pretty clear to you that you're not. It doesn't mean a mistake can't be made. It doesn't mean when there's a gazera that information be withheld, that's not going to happen. It still means the marching orders and your typical matzah or 99.999% of the time, but the exclusion of Masech Tahirius, is that you follow your Rebbe and you follow that Masera. And the description just in terms of the incredible uh, language that uh, Dessler used last week about the, he keeps referring to Anuhapautus, the small-minded people that we are, and he includes himself. And he says he saw it, and he saw these Gedalim as a young man, and he saw the level of achrayas that they took upon themselves, and the mysterious nefesh, and the, the shema, and the honesty that they brought to the table. He said, you would never say anything like that in the world at large where everybody making decisions in the political realm is going to be doing it not for a reason that might not be lishma. There are 60 reasons. There are 60 calculations before he gets to the task at hand. That's just the nature of how it's set up. The first thing is, depending congressman, senator, I'm not here to attack any of them. We hope they're, they have siyat lishmaya, but Congressman has got like every two years. So as soon as he wins the election, he's got to start worrying how is this going to affect the next election. Okay, the other ones have six years, and the president has four years. Why that's in between? Okay, so, but that's a human consideration. And they're human, unless you're working on yourself and you submit to a higher authority all the time and learning Musa all the time and davening Fiziat Shemaya, you're not going to be able to get that right. You might get it right by accident once in a while. Or that is not an accident. But if you have all these ulterior motives and considerations of COVID and how's it going to look and elections, and it, that's part of nothing we can do about it right now. And uh, as I always mention, the good news is that we're probably in a matzah of gullus wise. That's the most fair and most uh, humane of any such situation. So 
We have to thank Hashem Baruch every day for that. But Lamaisa, the Chachamim who are making these decisions are human, but are the people who are working on themselves the most, both, both in the learning and in the Chachma, in the gifts in Siat Hashemayi, which comes from working on the Midas and the Tefillah and the Tzitkus. That was his introduction last week. If you go to page two, now he's going to go into the example which... Out of all the examples he could pick from history, he picks our topic of the overview on Perm and Megillah, which it's amazing. Uh, we already had Kiddush Lavana tonight for Shvat. That means Adr is coming. Before you get very excited, just wait one more Adr until you actually start bringing out the Groggers. But... but Somebody asked me already, and he didn't sound too happy about it. He said, does that mean this year we have to be happy for two months? So I said, I hope so. He didn't look too thrilled. <laughs> so, I, I, so from, I said, it's not an Avera all year round, except for Av, slightly. So, yeah, I think it's a plus, and it means we have Tziat Shemai for two months. Okay, which one's the real Adar? Is a big Mavucha in the... And the sugya, you know, lay look up at your site, that's where everybody knows about it. And they say, yeah, so we take it twice, and you can't steal it from somebody. Okay, if somebody's not gay too, but it's an opportunity. So this year, Baruch Hashem, the year we're doing, trying to at least begin doing the overview of Megillah, we get an extra other, which is a uh, big bracha. Let's go to the second paragraph on page 76, on page 2 in the copy I have in front of you. Avi Siatuladvari. Masha, now this is what he's going to quote. He learned, he grew up in Kelm, just uh, for the backdrop over here. He would quote the Altum Kelm anyway, but he's being Meirach on this because he probably heard it many times, many different ways from the yeshiva, from the Beis Amosar himself. And the Mimer he's going to quote, you know, it's in the top line, B'Shem Admar Ar-Olam Gan Chachmas Kechaz HaNefesh. That's the altar from Kelm. So he begins. Megillus Esther, Hiroshima's Maisim Shaltei So this should all sound familiar because this information, some of it was given already to create a picture that despite the snapshot of the 26 minutes of your Kriyas of Megillah, however long it takes you, and it's a rapid fire and there's things going on there, your head spinning the first time you read it and the second and the third. You have to remember, it was a long, long process over years, and that just created a bigger challenge for Klai Yisrael when Mordechai Tzaddik, he's the gadol that's running things here, and he's going to make claims that it's not as it looks to you and to everybody else, and rightfully so on paper. That's why we started tonight with Yaakov, you know, his nervousness and going down to Mitzrayim. It looks on paper, certain things are pushed. So you start thinking of the Ruchnius and Mordechai Hatzatik's job. It's to think, what's going on in Shemayim? What you have in front of you is the physical world trying to trick us into thinking that it all depends on the physical reality. And Yiddishkeit is all about any Ruchnius. is about focusing on the Ruchnius and the physical reality is supposed to reflect the Ruchnius, not the other way around. In Gull's conditions, it's a challenge to the Ruchnius, but it's a challenge that's supposed to be dealt with. So part of the challenge over here is that Mordechai is going to bring up things that we already saw in the Gemara 
that he's quote-unquote going to blame the Xera on that happened years ago, nine years ago, or six decades ago. And for people who are already extremely nervous, that's going to be hard to handle. So understand, he's going to spell all this out. Third year of his reign to the twelfth year. Without Chazal allowing Esther, Esther Malka understood that this should be put down in Tanakh and put down like this. And there was a discussion with Chazal, and Chazal Taka saw that the way she was describing it and the way it, it will be written is 100% correct, and that's a valuable lesson of the Darius, which is why it's there. We, of death, so again, includes himself, or even bigger people than us, would not have connected any of these dots. The reason why they were in charge and they were put in this matzav because they did figure it out. Not right away. Remember, the Megillah starts, Esther is kidnapped, brought to this uh, beauty pageant, and chances on paper of her winning are a million to one. And there are many, many contestants who are dying for the job. So, even more unlikely, why would she win? She doesn't even want it. And she won. So Mordechai and Satik knew something was going on, and he's watching to see what job, but he still didn't know why this was. We read the Megillah last year, so we know. Isn't it obvious? That's why she was picked. Well, it's not obvious when you're there, but he already understood that he's got to watch closely. Before Vashti's killed, just at the beginning of uh, what we see from the Malchus, it was the third year, you have this big party, and as we mentioned in the first year of this season, all the Askanim, good people, felt, of course, we've got to go to this party. We've got to be well represented. Jews are always in a precarious position, and we've got to be more Persian than the Persians, and we've got to show up. And sometimes you have to show up. The question is where, and Mordechai Yatzadik told them. I would agree there are occasions when you have to show up and you're allowed to show up, and therefore go. This is not one of them. And uh, I have a sick feeling he's going to bring out the clean mikdash, and this whole thing is really a real masquerade party. He's masquerading the true intentions and he's really celebrating the downfall of the Jews and the seven years are up and we're not going back. We're not the Amenifka anymore like Marlon Slan. That's uh, as hideous as it gets. And then he's going to, to prove that, bring out the Kalen Basin Mikdash and celebrate. If I'm right, you don't want to be there. And I... I didn't say I smell a rat because he... Uh, who knows where that comes from. But he schmecked that something was off. And he warned them. And on top of everything else, he knew that Achashverosh was also a little nervous when they stopped with the Yidden. He said, okay, just to make sure, we'll have a lot of preachers there, and we'll get them to be Nichshul and Averas, and then we'll really have them. So he saw the setup over here. He told them not to go. So the first fight they had, I can probably assume some well-intended fellow said, Rabbi Mordechai, with all due respect, remember, when somebody says with all due respect, you're about to get insulted. So, that's the general rule in life. So, they told Mordechai, we understand uh, you're a Boki, Bishas, and Paiskim, but uh, you're not reading this political situation correctly, and it's going to be a disaster if we don't go. And Mordechai, there's nothing wrong with anybody bringing it up, by the way. You can ask, 
and Mordechai heard it, and says, I understand your concern, and I maintain that I believe there's going to be a disaster if you do go. That's a pretty uh, large gap in terms of the two opinions. And they discussed it, again, you can ask, you can ask twice, and then you can't say I wasn't aware of it, I understand, they said, it's going to be a disaster, everybody is going to talk out of town, if we don't show up to this, they're going to say the Jews are not loyal citizens. That's always a concern. And Mordechai Tzadik said, I hear, and that's a genuine concern. And I think uh, that consideration should be taken into consideration for the White House Hanukkah party, maybe. And they asked, what's a White House Hanukkah party? He said, it's not coming for a long time. We'll deal with it then. But now he's calculating 70 years and so is Belshazzar and he had a wild party then and they're doing it again and he thinks Belshazzar didn't know math and I think he's up to no good and this is going to be a tremendous chil Hashem and he's going to try to get you in trouble to make sure that the nails in the coffin for your ruchnius and therefore after hearing your argument that's very important for the process nothing wrong you have a committee you want people to bring it up so bring it up give me all the facts and then we'll decide so they brought it up and he said I hear what you're saying you shouldn't go and then some people went anyway. How many? I don't know, but enough to cause a problem according to the Shita. And by large, they didn't listen. That's the Gemara Megillah on Dafyad Beis. Sometimes that's true. But after they brought this up, Mordechai Tzadik said, I'm aware of that expression. I know Pekor Nefesh is, and many simanim in Thank you for the uh, suggestion. And you still can't go. Now, was it Pekor Nefesh or wasn't it? They weren't completely wrong on the chashash that if they don't do this political action, it can look fine, the Jews aren't going. And Mordechai Tzadik told them, I agree with you, it's dangerous. This is far more dangerous, and therefore you can't go. So understand the, and as we're not dealing with a Kal who he's talking to, I'm sure the head of the committee was a hush of a person, and that's why he's talking to Mardachai, and he's trying to explain to him why uh, he thinks they really have to go. And he hears him out, and he says, yes, it's dangerous if you don't go, and it's more dangerous if you do go, and therefore you can't go. So like everything else in life, and the court of is pretty severe, but the balance in life, he's got to, everything's dangerous, breathing, living, you've got to figure out which risks you're going to take. And he said, the other risk in your Ruchnius and the potential Chil Hashem is not worth that risk. And therefore you can't go, even though they said, it's because of Fashis, Melech Tipesh, Kachash He says, this guy's not stable. And he's uh, already either a villain or a shaitar, both. It's Machlikas and Gemara, it's probably both. And he can go on a rampage and somebody can get killed. He's making an anniversary for his malchus. He's trying to impress people, and we don't show up. Nobody shows up from the Jewish lobby. That can really, really be dangerous. And they promptly did not listen to him, and they went. It's beautiful, however, of Desla, who was pretty contemporary, is spelling all this out because all this, this conversation hopefully him spelling out and what I think he's referring to, this should ring true and certainly the fact that they meant well and there was a conversation that took place, but 
you also got to know the process. You got to know at the end of the day who has the decision making capabilities. And the worst part of this Nisayan, the most difficult part, was after that very difficult conversation with Mordechai Tzaddik, and then even though they're from people and they really wanted to do the right thing, but this time, and if you'd ask them, they'd say, what are you doing? He, you brought it to his attention. He said, no. And they would say, well, this time it's wrong. And then you would say, no, I feel like you meant you small. Why are you going? And they say, there's a Masechta called Harius. I can just picture the... And, you know, it could happen. So this is the one time. And it's Pekoch Nefashis. And I don't want to make them sound too good. They were wrong, and they're almost going to be dead wrong. And afterwards, nothing happened. So they waited. A day, a week, a month, a year, two years, nothing happened. So you can be sure that after that, they went back to Mordechai Tzatik in a very nice way and said, Rebbe, says, uh, we're looking forward to the next sugya, and next one you're going to be right, that only happens once every 150 years or so that you were so off, but you see, good thing we went. Really could have been Rachman uh, Islam a bloodbath. It's a good thing we were there. What do you think Mordechai answered them? So do not think for a second. Mordechai said, no, don't worry, we're going to get you. Mordechai said, he gets back to well. He probably didn't answer anything. They didn't listen. He's nervous. Mordechai's not going to answer something like that. There's a point in the discussion when it's not a discussion anymore. It's like a big raya. No, it's, we're waiting for the other shoe to fall. Mordechai, if anything, said, I hope you're right and I hope nothing's going to fall. I'm going to dive and nothing should happen. And he would. Signing it for himself. So, that's what, so if they wanted to, like, if the committee kept going back on the next few years, nothing happened. Does that prove it? So the conversation wasn't, well, just wait and see. And then they went back a year later. I'm sure there was no such conversation. It'd be ridiculous. Why would Mordechai sign He said, I hope it stays peaceful. It's Kavaldik. I'll keep Davidic. That doesn't make him right, as we'll see. Acha Teshanim, nine years went by. Nine years. That's a long time. First of all, it's a long time for Esther Malka to be stuck in the palace. But I always like putting that in because we have a lot of simcha on perm. Beginning of perm, middle of perm, and certainly at the end of perm. For many people, depending on how you handle your mashka. And usually goes way to matzi perm, and then in the svarim it talks about shushan perm and the kedusha. And after the Megillah ended the second time by day, and we're having a nice suit, the Esther's still stuck in the palace. And there she remains for the rest of her life. I don't want to put a sour note in the perm, so I'm just going to mention that now. If you come to my suit, I won't mention that then, even though I usually do end up mentioning that at least we should bench and Dov Meyer sometime tonight because <laughs> we have to still get Siat the Shemaya for Klai. So Esther really didn't sacrifice at the beginning and the middle. She was left there. So nine years go by, Esther Amalka is suffering terribly, but she's wearing and carrying it well. And Kleisrael celebrating that, you know, it's pretty quiet around here. Baruch Hashem. Which again, when they brought up a Mordechai as like Ashtoch, like you see, nothing happened. He probably just said, yeah, we're going to keep davening. That's fine with me. If I remain quiet, I'd be as God said. I'd be thrilled. It's easier for me. 
like to get Esther out of the palace, doesn't answer why she's there, but okay, it's fine. And it's quiet. Nine years. You know what nine years is? Just picture the last two years, then you'll know what nine years is. It's not always that slow. Nine years, so almost a decade in higher math. So, that's a long time. All of a sudden, nine years later, they have a new uh, viceroy. Uh, tremendous rise overnight to power. And there's a tzivoy, everybody should bow down. This already we saw for three, four weeks. Was it an avazar around his neck? Did he make himself an avazar? Or was Mordechai at Tzadik Machmer? We're going to focus on that sheet because that's the biggest chiddish, and that's what he's going to focus on. If Mordechai was a thousand percent right on paper, he's wearing a bazaar, then there shouldn't have been any discussion. So the way he's putting this, this already is giving credit to Klai's role that they really were baffled and they didn't understand, Rabbi Mordechai, why aren't you cooperating? This is very dangerous, and here we go again. They couldn't say that as easily. They could still say it because the Mepharshim wonder, so then don't sit in the lobby when he comes by. Go somewhere else. They can still say it. And they did. That both times. And we're not sure it's not Zara, and we hold like the other sheet and taste is which by the way, in Simon Kufnan and Zion, the Shach brings down a Chakira, a fascinating Chakira. There's a lot of Torah on this. If Rahman somebody's in a situation, but he's not sure he is. He might be, he thinks he might be, and he's not sure, and there's nobody to ask. So do we say and don't get killed? Which you would all assume, if I wouldn't bring this up. The Shach is not convinced. Or do you say, because the Dean over here is, is this a mitzvah of an Ektashi of Sebene Yisrael? That's a pretty heavy shayla. Unfortunately, Semen Kufnan Zayin the other day has one Semen, not that long. Unfortunately, it was used a lot over the last 1,000, 1,500 years. And it was very Nagea. Layelenu shouldn't be Nagea. That's a difficulty sign. And the Yidden, by and large, passed the flying colors. But a lot of Pesachachuvas on there. and It's, it's scary. How Naged was the Shach, when you bring up Shach, the Shach himself was uh, through many a uh, pogrom, and uh, it, was, it was difficult. And there's a Shiloh, what if you're not sure? The parameters you see here are not always clear. So normally you say, local just be Bechal Shabbos, the guy might need it, it might be Bechal Shabbos. That's the din. Can't make up your own sfekus. A guy uh, cut his finger uh, and he needs a band-aid, but within reason. So over here, they say, "Look, we don't know if it's a chiv yehovayamer." So don't. That's one side of the shach. The shach says, "No, here the mitzvah is nikdash to the bnei yisrael." Maybe says something about the chumah, and he's not sure. The shach is pretty brief. and a few shachs later, with a similar shach of a sofik, he assumes the hokol that person shouldn't get killed, but it's not pushing. He raises the shayla. So, over here, they're busy tightening. You don't have to be there. Why start trouble? And if you're there, it's three days in Texas. That second argument wouldn't be pushing. Just I'll peel Therefore, you make Therefore, you machmer. It's not going to be too relevant because Mordechai Tzadik had other reasons which we started alluding to of why Hidafka made his presence obvious and front and center because he understood that we had to undo a kitrug from a long, long time ago, further, than, further back than the Suda. So he just made it worse. And that's the Nebuchadnezzar situation, which was also Machlegis weather, as we saw two weeks ago. 
he had trouble convincing people of that, and he shouldn't have to convince them of that. They have a right to bring up the question. The Zashach, they have a right. Yilam Dena Is there a chiv to be? And then he can be Maramis to what's the stake over here? He can tell them. Once, twice, after that they say, Rebbe, I, I hear it's too difficult. I, I think we should just do something for us local. Okay, you could think that, but if you're asking my opinion, <laughs> I'm telling you, there's a lot going on in Shemayim and you need this protection. But that's not an easy, as he's describing, it's not an easy thing to handle, even though it's quite important and the success of Klai well depends on it. The issue over here is going to depend on it. So let's go back. First of line is Haman. Shnado Haman Sivash Akali Shtach Volov Fush Bechazal. Shlebekan Shuma Vodazar, coin to that Shita Eloch Shash Rochuk Shamaris Ayim Balma. And they thought, using Machmer and putting everybody in Sakana. Mordechai Lo Shtach Vol Yaharbem Yisrael Tsayakin. Shamaimid Bisakanus Nafoshes is Klai Yisrael Mishum Chasidis Protis Yaseira. He says, he's being machmer and amidus chasidus and putting himself in danger, which they were concerned about his safety, and putting against Klai Yisrael. They knew Achashverosh wasn't stable, and they knew Haman certainly wasn't stable. Kemafurish b'agadus Esther, Amalei Yisrael, te'yada sha'ata ma'pilenu becherev shel zehar rasha. And get everybody killed. Amalehem, this sounds familiar, by the way, Meshur Abbeinu, the first leader of Klai Yisrael, had the same problem. If you remember from two weeks ago. He came, said a message, came at the Paro, let my people go, and Paro said, bunch of nerps, nirpin, there's no such word. There's a bunch of lazy people that says, that's it, no more, Tevin, you got to, I see what happens when you have no more Shabbos off, no more, that's it. And things got very bad, much worse than they were. But what are you doing? The same blood. You're giving a chair beyond power. So there, Moshe Rabbeinu, as we discussed two weeks ago, didn't think that he's the best person for the job. So he was so concerned for Klai, so he asked Hashem, well, why was I sent? And things got worse. Okay. But that was part of the process. So Moshe Rabbeinu got a very clear answer, and then he tried to explain to Klai, so all things can get worse before they get better. Doesn't mean everybody was convinced. Dustin Vavirim certainly weren't. Not that they're the benchmark. But they were the Askanim of they were the leaders while Moshe Rabbeinu was gone. How do we know that? Because at the Sneh, Moshe Rabbeinu was told the people of Akash Nashech are gone and there's a void of leadership. Aaron was there the whole time, but Dasim Avirim were quite influential and pushy. And Hashem told them the good news they lost all their money. So they probably came with the Tainas just because we lost our money doesn't mean we lost our brains. They said, why don't you take advice? So Hashem said, they're still going to give advice. And Hashem didn't tell Moshe Rabbeinu now, because it wasn't a gear, but uh, they're going to be giving advice for a long time, and Moshe Rabbeinu is going to be saved a lot from them. But right now, they don't have the same influence, and therefore go back and take over. But the midah of the pushback is still going to be there. And Moshe Rabbeinu was saved from it. So that's the Lashon over here, you know, the, the Agad the Sester, the Medrash. You're putting a cherv in their hand. That's not a coincidence. That's right, reminiscent of the. Original Taina, similar circumstances in Klai Yisrael. So what I'm going to bow down, what, what's your alternative? So they said, yeah, that's only a Chumrah, and we feel you could be some of third sheet of Tesis. And Mordechai Sadik probably said both. He said, first of all, the two of the sheets is whole not so, and second of all, that's not the issue. So... He was not Makabal, and they agreed to disagree. 
And those who are bringing this up, it's dangerous for you and dangerous for everybody else. It's interesting. First argument, which they ignored Mordechai on and went to the party, after that, nine years went by, which they took as a sign that they were right. Did you see? Nothing happened, nobody went off the derech, and it's a good thing we went, and we were represented well. Nine years. Here, they have another argument, uh, even a lot more at stake, and Mordechai Hatzadik says, Bashumma, if not, and I'm staying here, and I'm making a point that I'm not bowing down, and they say it's really dangerous, and like the next day, there's Xavier on Klai Israel. So, just we're painting how difficult this Nisayan was that all the messages are going in the wrong direction unless you're really looking for the emes. Desler puts it to the dear readers, that's us, or his friend who's writing this letter to, what would we have done? Ma Garmal You have two choices. What triggered this Gezerah, the now Haman, is lobbying and paying for the annihilation of Klai Yisrael Is it because yesterday and the day before in the last few weeks, Mordechai has been trying to prove that he's not bowing down and he's not budging? Or from something that you think we did wrong nine years ago or something you think we did wrong 65 years ago? This is quite a new sign. This is a compliment to Klai Yisrael that they even were able to be mascaper on this and do tshuva. It's a pella. I'm disappointing out. This level of the Nisayan, we probably wouldn't have passed. And they almost didn't. So whose fault is it? Is it Mordechai Sadik's fault for putting himself and everybody else in Sakana? For a sheet that we might not possibly like in their minds? Or the fact that they told them not to go to the party and there might be Bishalakum and the Yenakum, which wasn't even Xavier, child of the Rabbonans, and this political action, you're bringing up the Rabbonans. If that wasn't, they, were, they had all that wrong. But this is what they're tightening. And now Mordechai is telling him, no, it's because you were wrong before. When nine years went by, and every day in those nine years, we had our connections in the palace and everything was just fine. So who's right and who's wrong? That's the key word here, Bechush. That's what we started with tonight. Is that you look at the physical Bria, it looks like when we did it, we had calm for nine years. When you acted what you wanted to do, the world's falling apart and Klai Yisrael's under the sword like a week later. So who's right and who's wrong? This is uh, quite jarring. That's why he brings this example. He now tries to push us to a program and he succeeds at least in putting out the letters. And in Shemayim, there's a real gzera. How can you argue with the Metzius? Look at what's going on in the world. They came back the third time. They're now having those difficult three conversations. And now they're really convinced they're right and Rabbi Mordechai is wrong. And the reality in Ruchnius, in Shemayim, is the only place anything really counts, was the exact opposite. And we'll find out next week what that reality is. If you can't wait, you can look at Megillus Esther. But uh, don't cheat. We'll find out in Mitzvah Shem next week. Have a good vach. Recording.